welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. Hey, today we're going to talk about um, a topic we're calling Jedi Mind Tricks (laughs) and hearing um, what isn't being said. So, you know, clients don't always serve up their fears, goals, biases, needs, expectations, assumptions, and their thinking problems uh, to us coaches on a silver platter. Often, yeah, they're embedded deep inside their stories. And one of the most critical skills we develop as coaches is to hear what isn't being said. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into how excellent coaches train themselves to perform these, what we call Jedi mind tricks, and how you can use those skills to create awareness and transformation for your client. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) before you think we're getting a little woo-woo talking about hearing what isn't being said, stay with us, because this really is a discussion you're not going to want to (laughs) miss. Yes. And Star Wars. So I don't know how many of you are out there are Star Wars fans. I have a child who is obsessed with Star Wars. So I saw my first Star Wars. God, I was really young. And then my son was introduced to Star Wars when he was about three years old and became obsessed with Star Wars. Okay. So why are we calling this Jedi mind tricks? I mean, really, what does Star Wars have to do with divorce coaching? (laughs) If you know Star Wars, you're thinking, what the hell are they talking about? Right. But let's let's look at this. According to Wikipedia, Jedi, right, are powerful guardians of order and justice who through intuition, rigorous training and intensive self-discipline are able to wield a supernatural power known as dun, 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 the force. force, thus achieving, for example, the ability to move objects with the mind, perform incredible feats of strength, and connect to certain people's thoughts. Connect to people's thoughts. Yes. So, right. right. So when we talk about Jedi mind tricks, what we're actually talking about is being so connected to your client and what they're saying that you're able to use your training, your discipline, and your intuition to discern which clues, which comments, and which patterns require further exploration. Yeah. So so this is really grounded in this concept, right? When we can listen within a framework of focus, we can hear clients described observable life situations, emotions, desired outcomes, goals, beliefs, values beyond, beyond their fears, assumptions, and expectations, right? So often clients come in sometimes with those first things, 
right? And they might not serve it up in a platter. They might be very task-oriented or they might be very overwhelmed and having a very difficult time navigating their own thoughts. And this is where we come in as Jedis, right? Mm -hmm. And using our skills to help kind of help move some of that away to dig in on some of that self-exploration and discovery where the client themselves is doing it. We're not doing it for them. We're just providing the opportunities for them to get more clarity on their thinking process. Right. I mean, we typically, they come in either overwhelmed with emotion or we hear them show up in uh, entrenched in a position, right? Yeah. I'm keeping the house. I only want 80-20. I only want 80-20 times every other weekend. Right. That's it. But what we use our Jedi mind tricks as we're talking through this, we are uncovering their biases, their fears, how they're feeling threatened, right? They're They're not going to say, I'm feeling threatened in my identity as a mom or a dad, right? I have a bias attached to, right? I'm feeling threatened in my social status. I have a bias that that my home is worth more than it actually is because I have emotion attached to it. They're not going to be they're not going to serve that up to you, but no. you're going to hear it and then explore it. Yeah. So, and and the key here is is to hear it without judgment, right? Yes. So and and I think that's a key piece in active listening, right? We are active listening to engage with a client, not to make preconceived determinations or judgment about what we're hearing. It doesn't matter, right? If, if, if really what we are hearing are some concerns regarding identity threats, that's not something we push back on, right? That's where we welcome, we engage, invite the client into that exploration process without judgment. And that's that discernment piece that I think we talk a lot about. Right. Exactly. So you mentioned active listening, right? So these Jedi mind tricks require two skills that coaches really employ often and thoroughly. And those are active listening and remaining fully present when they're in conversation and session with a client. Yeah. So Let's dive in a little bit to really specifically what we're talking about in those skills and why they're important. Yeah. Being present. (laughs) You might think you're being present, but really, are you? So often we find coaches who spend a lot of time taking notes, right? Your client is sharing all of this information and you're like, let me hurry up and write it down, write it down, write it down right? In that process of taking notes, you're sending a message to your client that you're not present. If you're not making eye contact, if you're not engaging in what we call a neutral technique, where you are maintaining eye contact, that nodding, right? Active, ah, yes, not interrupting the client, but following their story, That is the first key step in this process. When Mm -hmm. you, no matter how hard 
you think you might be able to listen and write at the same time, you are becoming a distracted listener, right? Well, the message, the message that sends to the client is it's more important for me to document it than it is for me to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a rule out there that talks about how much eye contact we should maintain. Mm. And it says when we're listening, we should maintain eye contact like 50 to 70% of the time. Mm -hmm. You can't that you're not going to achieve that if you're writing notes the whole time. So really, we're, we're encouraging you to pay attention to that. Pay more attention to what your client is saying than the details. It's less important that the home is worth $85,000 than it is for you to be really receiving the body language and the facial expressions and everything that go along with what the client is telling you about their home. Right. And that is listening beyond words, right? When we talk about that force, that's what we're doing. We are listening beyond words and we are listening to understand where our client's coming from, not to respond. So when we are documenting, when we are taking those notes, for Mm -hmm. what? For what? Right? Right. For for our own information. For our own. Exactly. So So it's back to intention. intention. Powerful questioning is about intention. Are we we taking notes for our own use or... Is that helpful to the client? I want you, Tracy shares a lot, this, this exercise yeah. about active listening. Would you share that with our listeners today and Absolutely. see if they might find it helpful? Yeah. Yeah. So we just did uh, a class with Michelle Browning on somatic experiencing and coaching divorce overwhelm. And one of the exercises that we did was super fun and so powerful right? So it's called the distracted listening exercise. So you can pair up. I encourage you to try this really, because it is, it was a powerful experience for me and it's powerful experience for most people who've shared that they've done it. So go and pair up with somebody, find your child, a partner, a friend, whoever, and you're going to take turns being the person who's trying to tell a story and the person who's listening to the story. When you are the person who is listening to the story, I want you to intentionally be distracting, right? Take notes, look around, maybe look at your phone, whatever is fired. The person who's trying to share the story. So when I was in the role of trying to tell the story and I was encountering a distracted listener, I could not finish my story. And I had a very visceral reaction to the experience. I was frustrated. I was annoyed. I lost focus, right? So sometimes I don't think we really understand that power of what it's like for somebody sitting across from us until we experience it. And I I have this really funny story because for any of you that know me, I'm sure you might relate to this, right? So I'm very into people's stories. I I am I am an observer of conflict. I can go to a restaurant, sit down and basically pick up in the room anybody that might be engaging in some level of conflict and I will be so zeroed and focused in on their conversation. So, when I was younger, pre-kids, I was out on a date 
and with now my husband, but at the time he was my husband and he literally got up and left me at dinner. And he was angry with me because I was so distracted by everybody else's story that I couldn't hear his story. And he was absolutely correct. And he was mad and he left. And that was a wonderful lesson for me. But when we think about that as coaches, that happens a lot, right? Your client might be telling a story and you might be thinking, oh, somebody else's story who sounded similar to that or thinking about what you might have to do after this client or something that an email that you didn't respond, whatever it is. Or trying to come up with your next powerful question. You're listening to respond. So when you are thinking, even that slightest shift in your thinking process that pulls you away, You are failing to engage in active listening with that client and your client is going to feel it, right? Right. They're not going to feel heard. They're not going to feel understood. And it's going to impair your ability. So I want to move on to the second part of this, but if you're not actively listening, it's going to impair your ability to use your Jedi mind tricks to hear what isn't being said. The, The second part of this is what we would call mindfulness. And mindfulness is your state of being. So there's active listening and then they, they, they really are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. But mindfulness is your presence. So, you know, when we're training new coaches, we talk a lot about pre-session rituals. Yes. What, what are you doing? Did you just have a fight with your teenager? Were you just frustrated by your computer not working? Did you not sleep well? Did you, what's going on right before? Did you just have another client with a super heavy story? What are you doing to clear the debris? Yeah. Before you sit down and turn on your camera to meet with this client so that you can ensure you're coming in in a calm, neutral, ready to receive mindset. Yeah, because that's that distracted listener, what we were just talking about, like you said, right. sides of the coin, there could be external distraction. And then there also could be that internal distraction for us as coaches, right? right. And mindfulness and those pre-session rituals and clearing for ourselves the ability mm-hmm. to receive if we are so full, right? How mm-hmm. are we going to be able to effectively be a Jedi? with our client who's now showing up for our full attention, our full presence. Yes. Yes. Then you're going to hear a static instead of the song they're singing for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're you're the peanuts when they, when they did that, that's, that's what you're hearing. Yeah, exactly. So active listening, mindfulness, Those pre-session rituals also pay just paying attention generally to your own schedule and your rhythm of self-care, right? How many clients can you take in a day? How early? How late? Can you work all five days in a week? Do you need to work half days? Are you getting exercise? Are you getting sleep, right? When we're solopreneurs, it is really easy to get overwhelmed, Yes, right? There's a lot of things going on besides just meeting with clients. We're hustling for a buck. We're trying to pay the electric bill. A lot of pressure we put on ourselves. 
And the, if you are feeling pressured, you know, hassled, harried, that is also going to prevent you from being able to access the force. Yeah. Right. Like Joe here, what's not being said. Yeah. Like Yoda. He's always so like, Cool and and chill, right? Exactly. (laughs) Even though he might be yielding so much. Yeah. I think that's such an important piece of this is, you know, coach showing up as their best self and and their mindfulness and their presence. Because if we don't, right, again, the, the way to build a practice to be successful in your work, in your practice is for your clients to feel value. And, and experience that value with you and share that with everybody. They are your business cards. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about something real quick here, right? So let me give you an example. And let's talk about, let's use our Jedi mind tricks real quick before we wrap up. Let's say we have a client that comes to you and says, Oh, I really want to get divorced and I want your help, right? I want your help to figure this out, make a plan. I am tired of all the arguing. I'm exhausted. I really am not sure how to tell my husband because I'm worried about his reaction. And I don't know anything about money or our marital finances because every time I have asked him about it, it turns into a huge fight. So I just gave up. You know, the kids and I actually mostly just try to stay out of his way so he doesn't blow up. Mm. I'm looking for your help to get through this divorce amicably. Mm. Okay, great. So there's a lot there that this client said, but there's also a lot here that this client didn't say. Yeah. So let's just briefly in our last couple minutes, you know, let's talk through what we heard, you know, what I heard was fear. Yeah. She talks about an amicable divorce, making a plan for an amicable divorce. Yet. 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 (laughs) What did she not say? What did she gloss over? That's going to require if we use our intuition and our discernment, and we really listened for patterns and clues, what was going on there? Yeah. She was avoiding conflict. She was trying to not engage. Right. So there is a lot of, we've got financial control. We've got a history of angry outbursts. We've got some avoidant behavior, perhaps a power imbalance. We've got a lot of things to explore before we might be talking about an amicable divorce. Right. And, and again, right? There's, that is wonderful. That's a goal that we can hold on to, but there is a lot of other underlying stuff that the client is not saying exactly what we're talking, listening beyond what is being said needs to, and, and should be explored, not for our edification, not for our are, are mm-hmm. we're neutral to this outcome. We are neutral to the stakes in this, except for the client has hired us to support them in this process. Part of that process is, is this is not just a black and white thing, 
right? Right. So if a client came in uh, and said exactly what you said, and a coach jumped in and said, okay, well, you need to do this, 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 and that. Let's talk about selecting a mediator and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. What would we be doing to that client? Setting them up for failure. Setting them up for failure or worse, stuck, being stuck. Right, continuing to remain in that position in which there is a tremendous amount of stuff going on. Right. So I think I think you know that is a, a perfect example of exemplifying where we as coaches really need to use our force. And our force is active listening. It is, you know, because when we remain fully present and we actively listen. What happens is we can receive the full message, not just the words, the full message of what our client is saying, what they're sending to us. That's what allows us to ask the right powerful questions to help them get that awareness and insight to discover their own solutions. And that's the magic of coaching, right? Magic of coaching, right? Okay. So divorce coaches, Jedi's. Jedi as in training, right? <laughs> no matter whether you're a master, baby Yoda's baby, or we're exactly whether a master level Jedi, uh, like uh, Yoda, or we're a baby Yoda who is yeah. who's learning his skills, right? We yeah. encourage you to be mindful of this and to continue to engage and the awareness of how important this skill is that we implore with our clients. And if you need some help developing it, right, think about how you practice. If you can set some simple objectives, action steps for yourself in limiting your note-taking, right, maintaining that eye contact, engaging in neutral technique, setting up a pre-session ritual so that you can clear the debris that might be left over in your head from your personal life or your last client, whatever it is, so you can then be fully present for your new client. So we want to thank you as always for listening. We really appreciate you being here and engaging in your own work and development as a professional certified divorce coach. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.